Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I really appreciate your presence. I hope you're having a great weekend. It is hot where I am, but it was also a beautiful day and I'm glad to uh, have a rest on the weekend. So, um... This uh, Saturday, we are going to enjoy uh, a topic uh, of discussion, um, a topic, uh, we're going to do a deep dive, uh, Atwa, find, gain the knowledge and understand all that lies in between on an interesting topic of something that's going on in today's society, um, namely a certain gentleman called Rishi Sunak. Uh, Five years ago, you would have never heard of him, and neither did I, actually, and he came out of nowhere, but I'm so happy for him. So the reason why we're talking about him is he's all over the newspapers today, and uh, should I say the press, the media, the print, everything in India, uh, because he is of Indian origin. Um, he is the, he was the former, he is the running the two candidates up to uh, in the run up to the UK uh, elections for prime minister after the resignation of Boris Johnson he is british but of indian descent uh, and we're going to talk a lot about him and why he's he is coming to the surface why this topic is so important for people on the indian subcontinent um and obviously um you know, for the world, because the United Kingdom is is uh, is a very important country, one of the top five nations, um, economic nations of the world, and uh, very important to the planet. Um, so Rishi Sunak uh, is a British uh, member of Parliament. Uh, he is of Indian descent. His grandparents moved to East Africa uh, for work. Um, a long time ago his parents um his parents were born in east africa his father um his father was born in in kenya and mother in a, a land that in a place that would then become tanzania um they moved in the 1960s. He's of Punjabi Punjabi descent. They moved in the 1960s to um, uh, to the United Kingdom after uh, the African countries gained independence, and a lot of them, uh, uh, you know, obviously turned inwards to their own local African people who um, wanted to make sure that they had. The priority in jobs and education and so on and so forth and because a lot of Indian diaspora were in 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 West Africa or East Africa um, they left uh, for better options elsewhere they were there because uh, India was a British colony until 1947 and so a lot of uh, and also uh, East, a lot of East African countries were British colonies. And uh, so going from one state to the other state for work was okay uh, at that time and for jobs. And, and many people migrated. Um, and of course, we had the issues. Um, you know, you had the problems in Uganda and so on uh, with Idi Amin. Um, and a lot of Indian diaspora left 
East Africa and moved to the United Kingdom, moved to Canada, moved to New Zealand, moved, moved to other countries. And so did Rishi Sunak's parents. Rishi Sunak was born in, uh, in the United Kingdom. He studied there. Um, he studied in uh, Winchester College and studied politics, philosophy and economics at Oxford University. He was a Fulbright Scholar at Stanford University in America, where he studied for his MBA, Masters of Business Management. So in 2015, he was elected a Conservative MP uh, for Richmond, Yorks, um, and served as a parliamentary private secretary at the Department of Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy from, 20, from June 2017 until his ministerial appointment. Um, before that, he was... Um, a professional, um, he spent his professional career in before politics in business and finance, uh, working internationally. He co-founded also an investment firm, working with companies in multiple geographies. Uh, he used his experience to help small and entrepreneurial British companies to grow. Um, so yes, he he is from the finance world. He also um, he he is in the news also because his wife uh, his wife is married is the daughter of someone very important. Um, his wife is the daughter of the Infosys founder. Her name is Akshata Murthy. Uh, and daughter of Indian billionaire Narayan Murthy, a founder of Infosys. Uh, they married in 2009 and she owns about 1% stake in, um, or he, they own 1% stake in Infosys, uh, valued at $900 million or £690 million, pounds, uh, making her one of the wealthiest women in Britain. Infosys continues to operate in different countries of the world, um, namely in Russia. Um, now, um, Infosys, um, one of the reasons he is in the news, he was in the news before he ran for, um, the post of prime minister, uh, was, he is an, uh, someone of Asian origin. Uh, Sajid Javid, his predecessor, was a uh, Home Secretary, and uh, he worked. Uh, Rishi Sunak worked as a Treasury a private uh, Treasury to um, to Sajid Javid, who was of Pakistani descent. Now, Sajid Javid resigned, and when he resigned, Rishi Sunak became uh, Chancellor um, and took over the post. Uh, that Sajid Javid had uh, uh, occupied Chancellor of the... Sorry, I'm not sure if he was Chancellor, but he um, he was Chief Secretary to the Treasury from July 2019 to uh, 13th of February 2020. Um, and he then was appointed Chancellor of the Exchequer from 13th of February 2020 to 5th of July 2022. Um, being of Asian origin, um, a lot of people were very proud of him. Um, he was very, very, um, it, it was a great moment for India, especially because 
of the fact that the United Kingdom was, uh, India was a colony of the United Kingdom. Um, so we're always proud of people who do well in the world. India is uh, very proud of her descendants um, who do well um, because our main goal is education, business, um, spreading of knowledge. And that's what we are here doing today also. We're not into violence. We're not into... Um, Wars, you will you rarely find, uh, you you don't find the Indian uh, diaspora, you don't find India involved in wars, they have not colonized the world. Hindustan uh, or Bharat has never colonized the world, you don't see that. Uh, we have been um, teachers, gurus, um, knowledge givers uh, from time eternal. Uh, we've always been that. We've been business people. You see Indian diaspora anywhere in the world as business people. They're doing business. They're doing very well. They are appointed as CEOs all over the place. And, and one of them is Rishi Sunak, and we're very proud of him. One of the reasons he came to the top, uh, should I say, he was in the news more than he should have been, was his wife, who is the daughter of Narayan Murti. Um, and obviously, as an Indian passport holder, she is not allowed to have two passports, which is the law of the land. And so she has a, a non-DOM status in, in the United Kingdom, which is the equivalent of a permanent resident in Canada or green card holder in the United States. Uh, and as a result of that, she doesn't pay tax or part of the tax or I'm not sure in the British tax law, so I'm not going to uh, venture into that debate. Um, but it was said in the news that she doesn't have to pay tax on all her income. Uh, but because she did not want to be a distraction to her husband, she agreed to pay tax on it, which uh, the papers said saved her about 20 million a year. Well, it is what it is. You know, if it's the law, he was not breaking the law. He was just using the law, and it's for the same. Uh, I, I think that everyone should should pay tax, not only Rishi Sunak. I, I don't know why they have uh, they want him to pay tax just because he's a politician. Um, he's not obligated to if he's working within the law um, on income that is not earned in, in the United Kingdom. But it is what it is. It's his life. It's his business. And he chooses to do what he wants to do as long as he's legal and he does everything legally. Um, I don't think anyone should have a problem. Um, now, that was the reason uh, why he was in, in the news. But there was also another reason. His father, uh, as a, as the founding member of Infosys, um, Infosys operates in Russia, obviously. And during the war, uh, the United Kingdom asked everyone to stop doing business with Russia. Now, the fact that Rishi Sunak's um, father-in-law, uh, who's very rich, is in uh, doing business uh, with the United Kingdom because Rishi Sunak's father-in-law is Indian has no bearing on the United Kingdom. Uh, big noise was made about it, especially by the three, uh, by by the uh, top media journalists of the land and their, uh, you know, fear-mongering that they always use as as a journalistic tool to colonize your mind and to to uh, repress you. 
namely the the BBC and ITV and Channel Four News and all of that. Uh, they they think they are they they are the they're the new feudal lords of the planet. Okay, the the journalists and the journal media companies they're the new feudal lords and they will reprimand you as they choose to suit their uh, colonial agenda. And this is everywhere. Um, Every media house thinks they own you, they own the waves, they own your voice, and only their opinion matters. Uh, they will reprimand you and, and create a narrative to degrade you, chastise you, um, until they get what they want. And that's exactly what they did with Rishi Sunak. I, the British press is disgusting, and um, not all of them, might I add, especially BBC, the garbage bin, uh, the the garbage, the, the crap at the bottom of the toilet bowl, as I like to call them. We all grew up with the BBC, uh, and I did too, and I liked them very much. I, I, you know, I loved the BBC growing up, and they've just become, uh, they've sold their soul, so whatever. Uh, there are also other channels um, who made a big thing about this. Um, so he was uh, he he's been in the news for that because of his father-in-law doing business with Russia and and it affected and obviously uh, the media did everything they could to to use this to bring him down. Uh, he also made some mistakes where he went for for a party with Boris Johnson, I think, during COVID, which was really stupid. Uh, listen, he apologized for it and he. He took uh, responsibility, which is pretty good. Uh, but a party during COVID, my friend, you know, what were you thinking? Um, I didn't venture out. Uh, I didn't go and, and have a party during COVID. I didn't go. I mean, I was, you know, really, really in my home, isolated. I never got COVID in touch with. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but I took all the precautions. Really, I was not going to get into any type of problem, nor was I going to, to, um, to. I was nor was I going to, you know, help um, to to go against the law because, at the end of the day, you know, law or no law, at the end, it's your life on the line, and you do not want to infect someone else or create more problems than they already are. You know, I, I may not agree with a lot of things that went on during the COVID. Uh, I was not for all these mandates and, and these vaccines, but I did take them because it was the law. It became necessary at one point, And I said, you know, even if I die, I don't want to be responsible for someone else being infected because of me. I would never take that on my conscience. And so I'll do what it takes. And that's what I did. But uh, Rishi Sunak went for a party. My goodness gracious me. There were a lot of people who did break laws. And Rishi Sunak was not the only one, not not, not Boris Johnson. But they are head of government. Um, and it did cost him. So that's one of the reasons he was in, in the news. Um, so basically, he's of Indian origin, uh, South Asian descent. He is, uh, he, uh, his wife is very rich and he made some mistakes during COVID. So he's been in the, um, in the news a lot. However, he's very well liked compared to Boris Johnson. He's always measured when he speaks. He's very intelligent uh, and it's absolutely great to have him there uh, after, you know, Boris Johnson, who is, I'm sure he did his bit and his legacy will be there for Brexit. I am pro-Brexit. I'm not anti-Brexit. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they, they got after the European Union. Um, 
you know, whatever everyone's opinion is, I, I am pro-Brexit. Uh, and I will still be pro-Brexit as long as I live. Um, but Boris Johnson, that's his legacy. But beyond that, he's, you know, he's a little bit all about the place. He's a great guy, but I'm, he's all about the place. Uh, and, but Rishi Sunak is a lot, very measured. He's very well respected in, in many circles for his knowledge, for his experience, for his education. He represents the Indian community very well. He represents the South Asian di diaspora very well. Uh, and a very articulate gentleman. He knows what to say, when to say, how to say. Uh, he does put in the work, and my God my hats off to him for where he's come so far um and and by all means if he if he gets to where he wants to go i hope that he can his loyalty is to the united kingdom alone and no one else and i hope that he will take his country which is the united kingdom to to where it needs to be at the top of the ladder and i wish that for every single country to be better than to improve to evolve because that's what we want for a planet we do not want to go backwards we want to go forward and and if everyone can can do that on their own terms then so be it we will be a better planet because we're all in this together we're one planet one cosmos the atmosphere the same the energy field is the same we are not divided we're currents and waves and the energy and the and the currents are the same for everyone and the waves are the same um, we are not labels uh, we are not narratives we are beautiful energy we are beautiful energy field and we can all do this together well and good and so that's the right honorable rishi sunak uh, member of parliament uh, i hope that everyone is um uh, you know, supports him, or should I say, is happy for him, uh, whichever side you want to take up, and basically whoever wins the um, whoever wins the Conservative Party elections, we should be happy, and 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 I hope that they will work with India, and India will work with them for better relations, whatever the past is. Um, we want to work as a as a generation, as a new generation. We want to work for a better tomorrow. We want to work for jobs, for employment, for commerce, uh, economics, and we want to be better. We want to be friends and not foes. And it's great to have um, to be on the side of the United Kingdom. Obviously, if we connect the dots, if they do not connect the dots with us and, and you know impose their opinion, their colonial hangover, then I'm sorry. Well, you know suck it up but i hope that uh they can understand that we're, we're not they're not going to be telling us telling india what to do we don't have to cater to their colonial hangover um if they want to be friends on the same level as us well good for them uh and good for us having said that it is very important that we talk about something at this junction okay uh because it's been in the news so much, it, it, it's getting under my skin. It was bound to happen. Uh, and it's, it's a narrative led by the socialist left, which puts you in, 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 in blocks, in ghettos. Uh, and this is, the, this is the calling card of the socialist left. Okay, They love ghettos. They love boxes. And they love to 
put you in boxes and then they'll sell the boxes. They, they predict and propagate and, and project the boxes as being victims and victims. And oh my God, they're minorities and they're victims and they're vi victims and they're minorities. And we are there to help them. Why do you put them in the box in the first place? Take off their boxes, take off their labels, they'll be fine. But then if you take off their their fabricated fictitious boxes and their fictitious ghettos, what will happen? They won't have a reason to drive a veg. They cannot play the divide and rule and they cannot use you as bait for power. And so they need that. And this is typically, and you will have all these, these garbage leftists, um, and I'm sorry to say that, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, ideo ideologues and lobbyists using the media for BBC and ITV and all, all, all these, you know, even on the right, they, they do the same thing. Uh, using them to promote a narrative. Oh, well, uh, left, you know, minorities, minorities. And of course, you have in, in India, all over the on the Indian media circuit, um, you have the same thing going on. Oh, minorities, minorities. Now, if you've been listening to my show for so long, you, you know that I, I can't stand this narrative of minorities and majorities. We are not minorities. We are not majorities. We are species of lives. We are currents in waves. It's our currents that form the waves. The form does not matter. We are an energy field and we're a beautiful energy field and we also an ignorant energy field we've come to this junction in life where we've put everyone in in boxes and we we throw these boxes around as a perception in order to play with your mind and keep you in a gullible plantation so this narrative that's going on behind rishi sunak of his color person of color he's the first minority he's the first this i mean it is absolutely ridiculous uh disgusting if people if a generation before us or two generations before us or the civilization before us have made those mistakes and have been gullible and have used this narrative it is for us to say what can we learn from them and how can we create it instead of continuing this narrative and pretending to be modern people we are not where the labels have changed but our mentality is still the same if you want to change you have to throw out the garbage from your mind you have to offload the rent-free space from your line, mind and fill it with something more important. And so I'm just going to read you uh, what, you know, some of the, the stuff that has been on, on in the news, literally, about Churchill. Winston Churchill, the former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, the war Prime Minister of the Second World War, uh, who saved the United Kingdom from absolute disaster. But he was also against India. He did not have a high opinion about India, about Indians. He taught us as second-class citizens. Um, and I'm going to read you some narratives that have been out in the newspapers talking about him and modern multicultural Britain. So let's let's hear go for that. Um, Churchill uh, on on one YouTube video it said um, Churchill never felt the need to apologize to the to the Red Indians of America right off the bat you know this when they say Red Indians of America you know that this media outlet propagating this narrative is a garbage bin uh, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
ignorant and 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 stupid because you never say red indians right off the bat there so it says churchill never felt the need to apologize to red indians of americas and the aborigines of australia uh it's native people of First Nations of Canada and America. They're not Red Indians. That is a negative word to use. One should never use this word. It was said in the past, but gullible people of, of the world, media outlets who use it, especially those of the Indian subcontinent who keep saying Red Indians, change your mentality and your vocabulary, folks. There's no such thing as Red Indians. If you say that, you're as bad as Churchill. So don't point the fingers because three fingers are pointing back at you. So here we go again. Winston Churchill once said, I do not admit for, an, for one um, stance that a great wrong has been done to the Red Indians of America or the black people of Australia. I do not admit that a wrong has been done to these people by the fact that the stronger race, higher grade race, or more worldly wise race, to put it that way, has come in and taken their place. That was Winston Churchill. Um, and of course, the uh, the video goes on to say that Winston Churchill was a racist. There's documented evidence he was a racist. Uh, he believed that white Protestants were on the top of the pyramid, white Catholics after, after them, after that the Indians and then the blacks. He believed that Britain's colonialism was an obligation to the rest of the world for a cleansing and, and a civilization, civilization mission. So Churchill would be turning in his grave as Britain would be the first ever prime, uh, as Rishi Sunak would be the first ever prime minister of the United Kingdom, a person of color. This is one of the narratives and people talking about this. Oh, um, He's a person of color. He's from an ethnic minority, ethnic this, ethnic that. He's from a minority, racially uh, minor, racial pe person of color. Oh my goodness gracious. Here's another one. Conservatives are willing, were, the conservatives are willing to back uh, a leader from a racial minority background. UK conservatives have more than 97% of its party members are white. So UK conservatives are, um, are said to be racist because they're all white. Um, if you're only white and you don't have people of color, then you're a typical racist. So your, your friendship circle depends not on your friendship, but on the person or the color of the person. I don't know whether the person of the colors rear end or the front end or what i don't know but hey this is the ignorant narrative that goes on there um today's uh, conservatives are far cry from the conservative party of the old reputation from a white boys club or privately educated boys club which was out of touch with multicultural nation that britain has become uh, wow you know, I just want to puke. If you know, if you've listened to my podcast, as I've said, and you know that I cannot stand these divisions of society, these narratives, these fabricated, fictitious ghettos that they put us on in order to play our mind, I am, I'm sick to my stomach. Absolutely sick to my stomach. Um, this is, I, we've talked about conservatism before. We've talked about uh, left and right, um, or should I say uh, knowledge versus power. Uh, we've talked about 
this before. We are currents in waves. Um, conservatives, the word conservative comes from the word, from the concept uh, in the United, um, should I say started in, in, um, in the US when they wanted to conserve the ability of freedom of speech. So uh, the opposition wanted to remove the, the First Amendment of the United States, which is every person has a right to freedom of speech. They wanted to remove this freedom of speech. And in order to conserve this element in the American Constitution, um, they went up and decided um, they were called conservatives. That means people who wanted to conserve um, the the ability to freedom of speech. And why freedom of speech is important? Because only when you have speech, you can you can challenge the status quo. Only when you have freedom of speech, you can evolve. You can think out of the box. You can remove the boxes. You can change whatever you want. You can invent new ideas. You can evolve. You cannot do that if your speech is impaired. You will become a slave. Slavery starts with your voice. Slavery does not start with the chains around your hand if you do not have a voice and um, that's exactly what they're doing they're trying to cancel people's culture they're trying to cancel people's voices they're trying to degrade you chastise you by by the itch speech by islamophobia xenophobia racism what they want to do is stop your voice uh shut down your voice so you do not challenge them and they use this social construct as a, as a, an armor uh, as a shield to protect their transgressions. Um, and so they use this against you as, as a shield to, to do that. But really what they're doing is they want you to keep quiet on what they're doing behind the scene so that they can use you and manipulate you to be their slave, mental slave, ideological slave, economic slave, while they run away with the money. So they use these constructs of racism, xenophobia and all, but it starts with speech and freedom of speech is very important. Once you have speech, you can evolve and you can have free flowing, you can gain the knowledge. Once you have knowledge, you can have free flowing metaphysical energy and free flowing metaphysical energy means economics basic economics. Economics depends on freedom of speech, free-flowing me um, uh, metaphysical energy. You have to be free, you have to be able to challenge. If you can do that, if you can evolve, you are welcome aboard, you can join the party, and the goal of a conservative is to is to understand that economics alone will solve the problems of the world because the most important problem in the world is when you're hungry. When you are hungry, you do not have food in your stomach, you've got a problem. You're going to be, uh, you, you're going to be desperate to get the food in your stomach. And when you're desperate to get the food in the stomach, people will use you and your, and your void to say, well, if you do this, I will give you food. I will do this, I will give you money. And so you become their slave. So making people understand that economics is the most important, empowering people with economics, the ability to create uh, economics, um, partake in economics is the most important. Economics starts with your voice, with your ability to evolve. Um, 
And, and, and that is the only way to free you from slavery. Slavery starts with the, your, your lack of voice. It also starts with the lack of food in your stomach. It means no money. Um, so it's all about free speech, trickle-down economics, learning the grammar and empowerment from within. It's about gaining knowledge, understanding currents that form your wave, joining the dots, and giving everyone that knowledge to climb that ladder to enjoy the benefits of this trickle-down mentality, thereby making the pie bigger, uh, shared by everyone in order to enjoy the party at the top. So conservative capitalism or conservative economics is not about penalizing success with higher taxes or feudal ideological tariffs and poll taxes. It's about doing everything to unblock your metaphysical energy to be able to flow freely whatever your form is on the outside. It's about unleashing your inner potential, understanding the energy field inside, not the ghettos that you are, the fabricated fictitious ghettos that they put you on. That's a small government, fewer roadblocks, and conservative economics is about the journey, using the journey that your currents, um, your currents have taken over the millions of years along with the debate, dialogue, discussion, knowledge it brings about, an intellectual laboratory to adjust, innovate, and evolve. So it's modern conservatism, modern econ conservative economics is about being an intellectual black belt. That's freedom of speech and challenging every con a constant with this type of capitalism. Conservative um, economics is therefore about free-flowing metaphysical energy, not confined to boxes and ghettos. It's about liberty to do your duty, uh, having the liberty to do your duty to yourself, taking your responsibility to clean up the negatives, understand the positives, thereby creating a climate of for opportunities that will follow. You are therefore solely responsible for your journey, balancing your electromagnetic field, being individually responsible for your journey, making everyone an individual CEO of himself, a small business owner, thereby ensuring the individual will make the best decisions catered to promote his or her individual interest. And together, each drop forms the ocean. If we are empowered, the ocean will be beautiful. But we're individual drops in that ocean, okay? Um, on the contrary, you have liberal or socialist uh, economics, which is all about slavery. Economics of socialism is of slavery putting you in a box. And that box means labels, ghettos, color, people of color, people of uh, people of racial minority, people of, this is a negative narrative and, and the liberals of the world are, are responsible for putting you in these ghettos. As long as you are on these ghettos, you will be a slave. It's very important that you understand that. And this is what the narrative is today. Uh, it is disgusting, it is pathetic, it is absolutely insulting, it is ignorant and you want to stay away from this as much as possible. The ghettos of our mind, the boxes that are put on you is for slavery of your mind to keep you in a state of fear, 
to form a narrative and, and control the perception that you are a victim, you are in a box, and uh, until you remain in the box, if you get out of the box, you will be, you will be, uh, you will be, uh, you will not have a life outside the box. You have to remain in the box. You have to remain in this concept of people of color in order for you to live your life and have a structure and be, be who you really should be. No, we, we don't have to be who, who we really uh, should be as ghettos. We are free-flowing metaphysical energy. It does not have labels. It is about an energy field. It's important to understand that. And that's why liberals and conservatives always clash, because conservatives is about offloading these ghettos, offloading these labels, using the power and the potential on the inside, making you an economic black belt, intellectual black belt, and, and, and letting you loose to have and, and to be whole and to rise up to the highest and highest of limits, uh, while liberalism is about bringing you down and putting you, uh, stepping on you, chastising you, uh, degrading you, using all types of smears, slears, um, chastising, insults, the H speech, the Islamophobia, xenophobia. That's why you'll hear all of them talking about only this, because they're about slavery. They haven't changed. They are the modern feudal lords. Uh, they've only changed the label, but behind that, the feudal concept, the feudal mentality is still the same. They want your human capital, they want to put you in a, in a box so that they can control the box and you become dependent upon them. Remember what I said, slavery is about being dependent upon someone else and giving them the control of your voice so that you will be their slave. They camouflage with God, with color, people of color, but it's all about slavery. Now this is what it really is because in reality we are free-flowing metaphysical energy, we roam in cycles and if you want to know what it is, go to the beach, understand the currents that form your waves, you are that current. Your, your metaphysical is that current. You work in exactly the same way as the currents on the beach and the waves and in currents in the oceans, I apologize. Um, so uh, that is very important to say, and that's why the clash between the conservatives and uh, the liberals anywhere in the world, not just in the United Kingdom, you have the same thing happening in, in India, um, and thereby we have Churchill. Um, Churchill, my friend, was, like I said, the old uh, former prime minister of the United Kingdom, but he was the prime minister of the United Kingdom, not today, 70 years ago, but at the time of feudalism. Okay, you, we have to understand, we try and use the context of the time and bring it down to today's era when it's completely different. Churchill lived in a feudal time. Feudalism is all about power. Feudalism is about looking down on people, uh, whatever their baggage is, whatever their color is, and thinking that you, making sure that you are superior while everyone else is below you. Okay. So that is very, very important. It's feudalism. He lived during a feudal time. So in feudalism, every feudal empire had a hierarchy. It's called caste. But they don't want to say it, uh, and especially not everyone else. So they, so they convert it into racism. 
So the new word for caste is racism, uh, but it basically it's it's lineage and uh, through uh, feudal lineage. So lineage, as in um, all the people of this group with this label, will it's on the top. Whoever is matches the establishment. Um, so. If the Europeans won the top from the last 400 years, so they were always considered, they considered themselves a superior because they had power. Slavery is about power to subjugate you. And, uh, and, and so is feudalism. It's about power. It's not about labels. It's not about race. There is no such thing as race. It is a fake narrative, an invented fictitious word to colonize your mind and make you stupid. But there's no such thing as race. So saying about, so, they used the concept of race, but they were ignorant back then. They were feudal lords. And in that feudal mentality, looking down at people and considering themselves less superior than you is a normal. So the Persians would have done it. The Arabs did it. The I Islam did it. Islam still thinks they're the superior race. They are superior mentality, superior ideology, superior to everyone in the world, and everyone has to subjugate to them. And they are the first religion. They Will, they are the last religion and everyone comes between. Everything before them was ignorant, everything after them is ignorant and they are the only, only real being of the real concept and the real ideology of the world. That is supremacy, that is racist. That is also racism. When you're telling me that everyone, I am the best and 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 everyone else is, is a crap lord uh, going to hell, that is discrimination at its best. That's also racism. Why don't they call that out? No, because brown people cannot be racist. Only white people can be racist. Uh, and that's a stupid narrative. Um, racism, or should I say, I don't like using the word racism. Su supremacy is a narrative. It's an ideology. It is not white or black. Everyone will go through it. Everyone will use it. Uh, everyone uh, has been through it. Our ancestors are cyclic, so they all would have been part of empires who would one day at the top. And as, as every cycle, you also come down. When you're on the top, all of us did it. The Indian kings, the kings on the Indian subcontinent, each had their own empires. Each believed that they were superior. Uh, each came crumbling down and they fought wars because each thought they were superior. If they didn't think that they were superior to each other, there would be no wars. Wars come only when you think that you're superior. Um, so everyone did it. Islam did it. Islam still does it. The Persians would have done it. The Arabs would have done it. The Mayans would have done it. The uh, the, the the Portuguese would have done it, the French, the Africans did it, uh, the North Africans did it. They still do it even till today. The South Americans, the natives of the native tribes of the Americas did it. Each one that thought they were a superior tribe. And that tribal superiority led to uh, regional superiority, led to imperial superiority, led to colonialism and feudalism. But it was a time when each person who was on the top of the pyramid thought that the person at the bottom of the pyramid was different. On the Indian subcontinent, there were most people thought that they were superior to each other. Uh, Hindus would had their own superior complex. They had the Brahmins and they had the um, they, they had the Brahmins and the Shudras and, and, and the Kshatriyas, which was ignorant because it, it's not written anywhere on the on, on the 
in in the Vedas that each one is superior, someone is superior to the other. It's just a translation. It has no bearing on any on any concept on on any person, but was used as a, a pure form of purity and a form of superiority by people by feudal class, uh, a generation of feudalism to run their agenda, which was normal for its time. Catholicism also thinks that it's superior. It, if you go to the Christian communities in the Christian world, Catholicism is the biggest of the Christian denominations, and we are ma madly supremacists. We think that we're so supremacists that only we can be on the top. The Vatican is the number one group, uh, and everyone else has to be subjugated. And you will see that Churchill's th things, are because the you, the British were 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 a big power. So it, as long as he was on the top, he would have thought for his time that he's more superior uh, towards the Catholics, and he did. He thought that the Anglicans, the the white Anglicans, uh, were were better off for the top of the pyramid, and the Catholics were the second uh, below him, which is. Which is power. It is feudal power. It's not about race. If he really cared about race, he wouldn't say white Catholics and, and, and white Anglicans. There's no such thing as white Anglican race and white Catholic race. It's all, it's all about feudalism. Uh, we have the, the Shias thinking that they're right and, and they're they are more superior. They're more, they're, they're, they are more Muslim than, they are, than the, than the um, Sunnis. The Sunnis think that they are right and they are uh, more Muslim than the Shias. And you have the Ahmadis and you have the Ismailis. And, and it goes on. Each one thinks that they're superior than the other. And they keep fighting and say, no, 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 but we are all about peace and love. In reality, the, the fight is on the inside. Uh, and each one it has a superiority complex, which is a form of discrimination. When you think that I am the truth, the life, only my way is the highway, that is discrimination that is stupidity and this ignorance but everyone did it everyone did it uh because that was the mentality of the time and it hasn't gone away completely because we don't change in a hurry it takes a very long time to change um it takes 72 years to move one degree and it's important to say that and we have refused to give up our slavery because we've changed the labels and converted our slavery to culture, culturalism. And, and, and we have put ourselves in boxes and fictitious ghettos uh, run by a politicized uh, leftist uh, socialist agenda who've, who've changed the narrative, the labels on the narrative just to remain in power until we do not give this up. We are actually discriminating people. So pointing fingers at others that Churchill was bad and, and so and so was bad is, is not going to work the, the is not going to work the round. It doesn't mean that what he says was right. I'm not agreeing with him in any way. It was ignorant, uh, but I'm saying that everyone in his generation had this mentality and we were all ignorant and we are still ignorant as long as we use concepts as people of color. Um, people of, of, of this and people of that, and, and we are minorities. There's no such thing as race. There's no th such thing as minorities. 
when you breed, you're breeding the same as the person next to you. When you go to swim on the beach, you're, sw you're swimming in the same sea. When you're walking on the street, you're walking the same. You, if you do not change your mentality, you will meet people who are as ignorant as you, and you will always get into a battle, uh, a verbal battle, an ideological battle. So you've got to change your mentality instead of changing someone else. And understand that we all were the same. We are still the same. Um, we still have backward narratives. You have to clean up the, the, the ghettos, the, the rent-free space in your mind. You have to do the atwa, open every junction, make it into an intellectual laboratory, and understand you have to take your responsibility. Clean the garbage from the ocean because we are that ocean. And understand that people around the world are giving um, Indians a place in society because of meritocracy, not because of the color of their skin. And a lot of people of Indian descent are using meritocracy um, to rise up the ladder because of their hard work, uh, not because of anything else. Um, and so you, when we go with a narrative backing them, oh, we're supporting this fellow because he's white and he's brown and he's, and he's uh, Indian origin, um, that takes off from the meritocracy of what the person is doing. The person has worked very hard, and societies in the West uh, are societies that work in with meritocracy. It's us immigrants who go to these places with our backward mentality. We refuse to change, but we refuse. We we blame. We 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 camouflage our ignorance and our insistence of staying in our fictitious ghettos. Um, with by pointing fingers at others to justify our transgression. We don't want to change. We don't want to do the hard work. So we point fingers at others. Oh, yeah, the racist. In reality, the racism is in our brains. It's important to understand that meritocracy, uh, free-flowing metaphysical energy is important. A lot of immigrants have given up um, these labels, these ghettos, uh, and work to be a better society. Uh, keeping in, in, in mind the currents that form our waves, the uh, knowledge, the baggage of knowledge that we've been given by our ancestors, the plus, the minus, using that as, a, as an engine to be better uh, and not by, by dividing us on, on the basis of color and, and uh, fake narratives, fictitious narratives, only to run an agenda of uh, the, uh, the politicized media and the, the socialist licensed large media of the planet do not fall for it have the courage to say that we are currents and waves we're not going to divide people on the on on the false narrative of of minorities majorities um people of color and and all the ignorance that comes with it uh we are part of of a cosmos that is united and, and and I hope that you will not only use this junction as an intellectual laboratory to have this discussion with people all around the world in Canada in the United States in the West people here are, are given jobs and given a place in society on the basis of meritocracy and not because of labels that divide us and that is very important to say um, so thank you very much for your time I hope this has brought something else to your your day today I hope you can have this conversation the atwa all that lies in between um, 
the layers and layers that make us up. We want to use knowledge. We want to use the Atwa in every discussion with your families, with your friends, in your, in your social media groups, with your universities, with your colleges, your, your schools. Have this conversation. It is important to remove these labels, these divides, and understand who we are. Thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a great weekend. Cheers and stay safe.